Hello and welcome back to the Evolving Hockey Podcast. My name is Sean. I'm joined by the Evolving Wild Twins, Josh and Luke Youngren. We are recording somewhat early tonight. We usually record around 8 p.m. Eastern. And despite Luke's request to record between 7.15 and 7.20 Eastern, it is now 7.50 Eastern, but we are recording. <laughs> we are theoretically early tonight. Um, Sean did prompt us with normal time. And we said, yeah, and then we are early. Then but... I proposed to be early, and we had some... We won't go into details, but we had some uh, cat mischief that caused us significant delays uh, yes. that in our... Yeah, we we found our... out. I, I don't know if uh, our friends uh, of the... We're, we're watching a cat. As, as people who know on Twitter, we've, we've taken up a... Uh, Almost like a second job of watching pets at this point, um, because we have a lot of friends and family who have uh, animals, and we don't currently have a pet, but we love pets, um, and we have a house that does okay watching them. Um, but this this particular cat uh, is she's a absolute sweetheart, but I didn't quite realize how mischievous she is, and she likes cables. She very much likes cables and cords. Uh, so yeah, uh, it took us a little bit. We to should re- just, just say we should have shut a door. Yeah, we sh- we just Let's should just say that. I didn't anticipate issues. anyway. But, but yeah. anyway, what's up, Sean? Yeah, how you doing? You how's how's Paul? So I'm I'm publicly apologizing <laughs> for my actions, <laughs> for oh, that that wronged Sean. Yes, yes, I apologize. Anyway, well, I appreciate that. You're listening to this, uh, dear readers at um. Say <laughs> readers, dear readers. You know wizard so, people, <laughs> wizard people, dear readers. Do you know that, Sean? No. This is no. what my life. My life now that I'm like into my mid thirties, it's just evolved into like making references to things and that, like with our, our friends like that's like i feel like my humor now sorry if anyone hasn't seen <laughs> wizard people dear reader is an incredible youtube series this is from like 12 13 this is years like ago old because when was the how old were you sean in 2006 or whatever when youtube came around you were 2006 or five i don't remember eight. i think youtube was 2005 seven you were seven, yeah. So do you remember? Do you have a vivid memory of like when YouTube started, or was YouTube always a part of your life? Um, I remember it being newer. I remember the um, Charlie bit me video. Yeah, uh, that's a you know, yeah. Charlie bit my that finger. That was towards the beginning of stuff. It was. I remember well, when Fred was a thing. Fred. Do you remember Fred? No. Do you remember that whole thing? Oh yeah. And it was anyway, like Carly and everything. Anyway. Okay, whatever. just to get past this, to get to the actual hockey talk. Um, <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen Wizard People, Dear Reader, it is a uh, incredible YouTube video where where I think Brad Neely is his name. He overdubbed the entire first Harry Potter movie. He basically rewrote the entire movie and basically made new characters for everyone, and it is hilarious. Yeah. But at the beginning of each chapter, quote unquote, he just says, "Dear Reader," sorry. Yeah. I'm just this is a long but if you haven't seen Wizard People, I don't know if it's still on YouTube because it's, it's clearly it's, it's a, a crowning violation. achievement of early YouTube yes. uh anyway uh, of history. So yeah. But we are uh now I guess that we're uh what, three days past the trade deadline? It was Friday it's Monday night. So yeah, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So uh now there's nothing else to happen. The yep. league's season's over season's done. Regular season's done. None of the teams are any different. <laughs> Although it is funny, Luke was telling me about how he updated all the rosters. And I don't know who moved the most. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> like, it's like, that's the funny thing is that like, I think a lot of people, well, at least from our projections, our point, team point projections for the rest of the season, like by the time the trade deadline happened, I think the median like team games played was like probably 60. Like it was basically 60. Um, so there's only 20, like there's like a quarter of the season left. So there's not really much that adding a, a, a player, is really going to do to like impact like your rest of season point totals. It just doesn't really. It's more, you know, it just kind of, you know, shows that teams are trying are prepping for the playoffs kind of. Um but actually the Islanders have been moving up since the um uh the Horvat trade. I I've been noticing um I think that might have more to do with the East and we've talked about how um volatile a lot of the uh bubble team projections can be like the Flames have been just well, I know well, they're the on. East, a... What in the East? It's going to uh, probably right now. I think it's Penguins and Panthers that are kind of like the because there's. Well, no, yeah, Penguins are at, right now. We have the Penguins at sixty eight percent to make the playoffs. The Panthers at forty four percent. The Islanders at thirty four and a half percent, and then the Sabers at twenty five percent. So, like the Islanders, I think I remember when the Horvat was traded, they were at nineteen percent to make the playoffs. So. 
you know, they've, and I'm not, I haven't checked what their, you know, last 10, I could just go check real quick. Um, just kind of take a look at what the, where the teams are at. Cause I know Calgary has been, um, yeah. So Calgary uh, and Nashville are currently outside the, they're the, like the third and fourth wild card spots right now. Edmonton and Winnipeg, Winnipeg, speaking of another team that's kind of, uh, dropped a little bit here lately but my point being is that it's interesting to look at post deadline and see you know how the playoff race hasn't changed that much like overall because I think a lot of the strong like a lot of the teams that moved a lot of pieces were the strong teams in the east that were already like 100% to make the playoffs right um I guess and we didn't when did we so we last recorded it was last Tuesday. Tuesday yeah right so there were three more days of trades. So there are a couple more things that happened. I don't remember if there was anything like. So, yeah, we last recorded on the 28th, the last day of February, because it doesn't have 30 or 31 days. Um, <laughs> and so the first deal that happened that we didn't talk about was Gavkov trade to L.A., which I don't think anybody really saw coming. And um, there wasn't too many notable names after that. There's the Bertuzzi deal. Um, there was Chikrin that moved to Ottawa. Well, Chikrin was yeah, that was one specifically. Or considering the Gavrikov to the Kings, um, and what like they gave up, and then what Ottawa gave up for Chikrin is kind of like I don't know. I know it just seemed like the like Ottawa got a really good deal in Chikrin. I know, um, you know, I mean our stuff. The stuff, the the models uh, we have on evolvinghockey.com uh, like Chikorin a lot more than. Um, but the other, again, we, we but... talked about Chikorin. Is that it's just like there is. I think some of the there was a, a certain un, there there was a uncertainty. I think around Chikorin given kind of injury issues and also playing on Arizona. I think it, it seemed pretty clear that like a lot of teams were not as high and maybe some of the people in the public thought. Um, maybe including me. It also may have been. I don't know. I saw it go both ways because some people were like, "Well, the Coyotes could have gotten way more." Like they they really were you know dropped the ball on on what they could have gotten from Chikram, but I also think there is like definitely some you know um, uncertainty around him. Well, so, I, think, I think it was just kind of funny that they were benching him for three weeks or whatever, and then it's like, oh, that's all you got? Like you yeah. held you held him out for that long, and then that's all you got back <laughs> for it? It was like just kind of kind of a fun. Anyway, sorry, don't need to interject or cut you off there, Sean. First round coming. pick though. Yeah, of Ottawa could be quite a valuable pick, right? Yeah, I just saw there's top seven... five protected. It's top five protect protected, but it could be reasonably within the range of six to ten, which is a good piece of value. Yeah, but I mean, Ottawa's on a five game winning streak right now, and they're seven two and one in their last ten. So they're gonna make the playoffs. Who knows? We have them <laughs> at at a seventeen percent chance. So. You know, it's basically they're not out. They're not out. You know, um, it's kind of they're basically at the same level the Predators are at in terms of chances to make the playoffs based on our projections. So, yeah, um, <laughs> I yeah, it was it was kind of funny on Friday. Um, I mean, this is how it always goes on the trade deadline. Everything happens in the week before, and then all the coverage for the actual deadline day is just like. There's nothing well, kind of thing. In no way was this like a previous deadline. No, I know that's true. Yes, <laughs> but I'm saying the same thing that it didn't all the the big stuff didn't happen on the actual deadline day. They have it happened in the week leading up to the deadline, um, right. which kind of makes sense in the mark in today's NHL with how close every team is to the salary cap. It seems like if you're gonna make a trade, it's gonna take a long time to kind of work out all the pieces and get the the salary. You know. Can, like restrictions in place to make sure that the trade can work. Like it's just going to take a while. It's not like in, you know, baseball. I mean, maybe I shouldn't speak to this, but there's no salary cap in baseball. So, you know, it's just, there's no limit on how much on the players coming and going and how much their salaries are where in the NHL, it's a hard cap and it makes it a lot more tricky to get actual trades made. But there were a ton of trades this year. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> It just it's going to take like they're going to be negotiating for a long time. I mean, I'm just speculating here, but that would be my my hunch about this the, the how that would go down. There's also a ton of middlemen teams this year, which is really interesting. Particularly Montreal, strangely Minnesota. Yeah. And uh obviously Arizona played its um money laundering scheme, if you will. <laughs> 
but ongoing, you know, the ongoing bit. That was that was like an interesting phenomenon too. I think just just in the idea of just I don't know if you're not really selling like a Montreal right like what's Montreal selling finding your way into deadline into the deadline with a clear positive by just basically buying picks at reduced prices right because you're just holding a salary for a limited time and the Molsons can pay for that Um, that's always an interesting piece to me I don't know maybe that's just the money major uh, (laughs) part of my background but no, I, I, th- I always find that interesting. I think it's a fun um, aspect that we're seeing more because I think that leading up to the trade deadline, like I, I've seen this sentiment on Twitter all the time about NHL fans, like when an NBA, huge NBA or MLB trade happens, like, you know, in the NBA, you'll like, and there's been several times where there's like four first round picks going back for a player or like, you know, <laughs> you know, crazy, like uh, crazy trades that happen in the NBA. And there's a lot of NHL fans who are like, oh, we need to, you know, like, do change this, change that, so that we could get more fun trades because it's really boring in the NHL. And then this deadline happened, and it was like, oh, th- there was a lot, a lot of stuff that moved. And I think that, like you said, Sean, the the middle, like the banks, right, the middlemen, uh, middle teams, if you will, being able to take on and retain salary to make these trades work is is kind of a fun development, I think, because it allows more flexibility for teams that are, you know, trying to to boost, you know, to bolster their team for the playoffs. I think it also like kind of creates a little bit more efficiency or certainty in the value of picks as it pertains to like coming to a common currency, which is the dollar, right? Like I think to a certain extent, like nobody, I don't think it gets talked about that much, but there's like a dollar conversion for Gar on the player pages mm-hmm, right, yes. on the site on evolving-hockey.com. And Shout out to our sponsor. And, <laughs> You're uh, welcome. You know, but I think, like, if you listen to, like, say, Daryl Morey, who's kind of a legendary basketball analytics guy. He was GM of the Houston Rockets for many years. He was part of the Celtics at one point uh, before the Rockets. Now he's what with uh, basically the, the Sixers organization. Is it? But I think it's the parent organization, like the ownership group, right? Um, but if you listen to him talk about basketball, like the way that they compare things, like everything's in draft picks, which then can be brought back to money. Like there's mm-hmm. common currencies that they use for like talking about players and, and evaluating players. And I think eventually like hockey will get to that if it's not already there in these private spaces. And so you create a little bit more of an efficient market if you're literally trading dollars for picks. And the same type of thing happened, right, with the Maple Leafs dumping Patrick Marlowe's contract uh a while back for first round pick uh to the Carolina Hurricanes right yeah. like that kind of that was before I think a lot of pick dumping was happening because that's basically when the cap froze like that was summer of 19 and it was a 2020 pick and then that turned into Seth Jarvis um sounds which, right yeah, sucks for them, but uh, <laughs> that's when the cap that's when the cap froze and, and these deals became like really necessary. But I think it it does create like a more efficient market as well. Well, I think from the NBA standpoint, I've always thought it kind of fascinating because obviously in the NBA you have much more impact you can have from your star players in the game, right? Than you can in hockey, mostly because they just mm-hmm. play a lot more time. Um, but I'm kind of curious, like what what do you think the theoretical ceiling is or upper limit for like what a team would ever give up for like like what do you think right now McDavid is worth? In you know, and it's an interesting question. I think in hockey because of the salary cap, which um, isn't really the same in basketball, right? Because basketball is a soft cap, right? Yeah. Um, but like, how much you know, and like, what are the I don't know, what are some of like the big marquee <laughs> trades that we've what, seen? Like Connor, like it, you know, it, I mean, the only trade really like that, right? Was the what the Kings ransom? Have you seen that thirty for thirty about the Gretzky? I did trade? a presentation about it. In college. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's been a while since I think when we got ESPN Plus, we watched a bunch of thirty for thirties because I think it comes with an ESPN Plus subscription. Well, we had years ago, and then they had a bunch of new ones because of the ESPN yeah. Plus stuff. But so anyway, watched... it, like that would be like I don't, I mean I don't think we'd ever see McDavid or like uh, Matthews. Who's or, like the um, biggest? You know... What's the biggest like legitimate trade that wasn't like rights? Wasn't before a contract? Wasn't you know? I'm trying to think about like the. You know what the most recent big 
Like a hockey trade? Yeah, like a hockey trade, I guess you'd say. Right? Like, what's the one that, like, I guess, you know, in the last 10 years that's happened that was... It just seems like... Like, maybe the Duchesne, like, or, like, the... uh, Because, like, the ones that still have ramifications, right, today are, like, Well, the the P.K. Subban Subban trade yeah, Seth Jones was really big. Um, I'm trying... (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying... What about the... We didn't even talk about... You got Pierre-Luc Dubois, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Because that Um, wasn't necessarily over contract although i think it was a contract year for him yeah i mean the only ones I, are, I don't think that's what it's stand out of they're coming to mind are like the line a um well line a was for dubois yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm trying panera yeah, but maybe I think, was the yeah was that like i'm trying to remember what the i don't know i guess my point here for is more, yeah like that was a pretty big trade i think maybe more because of what panera became after the fact, right? Well, no, he was already kind of that when he was on the... I mean, Saad was always really good, though. Yeah. He wasn't, like, Panarin I don't know. Good, I'm just but... trying to think, because I think in hockey, it's just that, like, what Luke was saying about how there are people who kind of want bigger trades in hockey, I just... Or it's just, like, I don't think it makes sense for teams to do that because the amount of uncertainty around players and also how impactful they can be in a, in, in a game, even though McDavid is clearly, like, if you add... McDavid to the you know for I, I let's just talk like currency of like you know win probability right like McDavid probably adds to an average team what like seven percent probability probability per game per game like for winning percentage or like, added, I think there's something right like on, I haven't I, I haven't done this and it's been something I've really wanted to do with like our win probability like for so for our point team point projections it'd be really fun if I could just like you know, I mean, an idea I've had just like daydreaming about this is like if you replace every, like eat, so you take say McDavid and you replace them in our rosters with just a replacement level player, right? And then you run the projections, right? And then you do that for every player in the league, and you look at how much their absence impacts their team's win probability is something like or their probability of making the playoffs was something that I I've always like. As, like, something that, like, because it takes, like, a while. I mean, you have to simulate. You have to run it, like, 20,000 times. I mean, a lot of times. So do that, then repeat that for every player in the NHL. But I've thought about it from a game projection standpoint. I want to say that, like, at the time when I did it, I did this with Kucherov because initially, and this is, like, when Kucherov... A couple years ago, he was like one of the top, you know. Well, it's when the Lightning were like circumventing, right? They were doing all the cut. Like it was like two years ago. Yeah, it was going into that year, if I remember correctly. And I want to say that removing him or removing him reduced their playoff probability by like six or seven percent. Um, like well, at the yeah. start of the season. So my point being, I guess, is more or no? Was it points? Oh, man, I haven't done that in a long time. I think it's somewhere around. I think it was points. Oh, it was points. You're like saying. so not prob. It wasn't playoff. It wasn't probability. It was total points of the team. Well, and w- when we used to do the simulations, I remember that when there was a. I think it was Kucherov, the player. Anyway, my point being here is that <laughs> in hockey, there's just a lot more uncertainty around the future of a player. I think than in basketball or in yeah, in maybe in baseball, where we know. I mean, obviously, McDavid is like probably the smallest error bar best player we've had since 2007 I mean I guess you could maybe make an argument that Crosby was there maybe like Taves or Kane I suppose back in the early 2010s um but like I think pretty much McDavid is the best player that we've ever seen since the NHL has been tracking data I don't know Luke if you or Sean if you guys agree with me but I'm just trying to think but even that player you still have uncertainty given like the future and I think that leads to teams even like not really necessarily considering you know giving up their entire draft for the next three years or whatever it would be right I mean like I don't know what it would take for McDavid but still I feel like that well, it wouldn't um, even matter because like you can't even have a McDavid for five first round picks because yeah. there's a hard salary cap and yeah. there has to be players going back because they need to clear salary like they need to clear like their like space whereas in the NBA you could just acquire Fifteen million dollars a year, f- and just give away picks, and then you go above the the, the cap, and you pay a luxury tax, and it's like fine because like you know they're billionaires. They don't have a luxury tax, do they? Do they well, have soft? I'm I'm, I thought they did. I don't know. I haven't actually. This I mean, is they, I know it's not a very strict hard cap, but like they have a cap. 
Yeah, it's um. So in September, the NBA raised its salary cap projection for the 23-24 season from 133 million to 134, with a luxury tax threshold of 162 million. Yeah. Okay, so, so soft tax. Yes, yeah, it's soft. a soft, soft. It's a cap. soft cap. Yeah, it's so, kind of like baseball, except not really. Cause but baseball it would, that's another thing. Want. Like having it, like the idea of the NHL with a soft cap. I feel like they're never going to do that because no. Well, because there's have, just teams like Arizona and like even some. Well, like, you'd like have the Toronto. Panthers, you'd have Toronto and the Rangers. And, all the Canadian markets, they would just be. And the big market. Well, like, I don't know if the, I don't know if okay. all the Canadian. It would, you'd have Toronto. You might have like we have Montreal. Maybe Montreal. Maybe Vancouver. Probably not. I don't know why you'd want to allow Vancouver to be able to spend. You know, <laughs> above the cap, right? But, um, but yeah, I. And anyway, also, I apologize to Oilers fans. I don't want to. In, in you know, I'm not trying. I'm using McDavid here as an example. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that we he should be traded. Uh, but that's. I think it's just from a theoretical standpoint. I think the ideas around trading the best player in the league are very different between hockey and basketball, at least within the leagues. And which is the, one of the reasons why. Well, like I, it might even just be the easy answer is that because there's a hard cap, you're never going to see. That I kind think of trade. that's the answer. Is that is it's, that it, like a max contract in the NHL just can't be moved in the salary cap? Like that's just. How it is, especially with the salary cap not increasing in the last, like barely increasing over the last. I don't know. Three we should years. get Sean's uh, money, uh, money mind. Uh, I, Sean's <laughs> money, money major, money major like background. Lack of, if you want to like get really technical too, like the lack of velocity affects everything as well with the NHL. Define what you like, mean by velocity for our so listeners. So in the NBA, you have a league which is set up where there's just so many moves right yeah and because of that you're there's more availability to acquire players yeah to yeah. acquire picks on a given basis and so there it becomes less rare and it's a little bit easier to make moves at any given time depending on where you are in your cycle right they go through actual rebuilds there um you could do some sort of retooling but because there's so many deals to be made, you always have the ability to kind of come back from your move. Whereas in the NHL, like there's like two active times a year, maybe. And you also have, because of the lack of velocity and because of the, well, like the lack of moves, I'm just using velocity, you have a less efficient market too. And so GMs could just be completely off. And so it could be even hard to acquire certain players just because their GM is just not the brightest bulb. Like take Philadelphia just now. They, at least the story that's coming out is that they couldn't move JVR because they were looking for a second and a third. Yeah. And so Chuck Fletcher wasn't getting any calls on deadline day for JVR. He apparently fielded two calls to specify that was JVR. And he called out 17 times as a selling team. He's the one calling, which is the most desperate looking thing, but that's besides the point. And I think anybody in their right mind knew that that wasn't like what JVR was worth. Right. And I think Charlie O'Connor probably had it that he's probably worth like a third or a fourth given his salary, what he had to, what you had to move and where he's kind of at. And so you can't acquire JVR because his general manager thinks he's worth apparently significantly, significantly more than what he's really worth on a market. So you have a more efficient market in the NBA. You have the ability to go out and get more players. And so it's not just the fact that a star player is worth so much that giving five first round picks will never surmount to their value. It's also the fact that the markets are so much less efficient and there's such a rarity to moves that everybody just kind of gets stuck and it's just um it's just like a lot harder to to get the ball rolling yeah yeah well and also that like like kind of it it it's a double it kind of it, it stacks in that like right because a player like you were saying with jvr i don't know what his salary is exactly what is it like over five is it like five six million i don't even know what they paid him but yeah um it's just like that comes at a price, right? Like where you have to decrease your ask for a player who has a salary that high that you're trying to move because teams just can't like there's a val like it makes a, a player less valuable when they're paid a lot more money. 
because <laughs> there's a hard salary cap, which is kind of a funny concept if you think about it. Is that well, that's like, probably holds true among every sport, right? It just well, like but Deshaun's, not but not as much so in in yeah, the NBA or MLB yeah. because like it doesn't matter. Like, or if the team is willing to go over the the salary much, cap, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter as much. It's not like it's literally not possible. Versus, it is possible. We're just gonna have to pay a little bit more money. That's the you know, it's like that. That's it's just an interesting kind of also aspect to this. Team would have had a tough time fitting James Van Reems like seven million dollars. <laughs> seven million. <laughs> How many you know, more years? Like, <clears throat> Hold on, just this year, just this year. But yeah. still, to fit to fit them in is difficult, right? And Fletcher wanted and so a second need... and a third to yeah. move that. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. and it's 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 more of like I I think okay. that right like he's just well. There's trying how to many get... teams can fit just no player back seven million, right? I don't even know what cap friendly has right now. The for... wild, I guess. The, well, the <laughs> wild. Sure yeah. was, I'm not sure if there's retainage, but even at that retainage, like the price to retain for like a guy who you can go out and kind of replace at reasonable. Like, yeah, let's just take a look here. Well, honestly, like JBR is still like fine. He's like probably average, maybe below average. He's old, right? Yeah. I mean, that's one thing. And here, but if he was at three point five, it would be a different story. Yeah, and I think a lot of teams. But you would can find a like, Marcus Johansson. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, especially like Marcus Johansson is like what probably teams were like. The Wild clearly wanted him, and I've you know after one game of watching Marcus Johansson with the Wild, he was the best addition that any team. Added, you know, had this deadline. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, but um, that's a much more like reasonable. But like, it's funny because you think about this from how every team is absolutely st- well, not every team, but most teams. Like seven million dollars is basically excludes two thirds of the team, like of the teams who could go for a player, right? I mean, like, what you know, who is going to go for that, even if for an average? And again, most teams can probably, if they're smart, find. You know, they probably have an average young player that they could give more minutes to, but teams don't ever do that. But um, I'm I'm quick trying to find some. I also uh, did. Oh, we're also. I haven't checked on time. We've. I will say if if there was earlier in this segment, if we have a weird, uh, we had a little technical difficulty, so I've lost track of time. On uh, how old is JVR? I'm forty. I don't know how. Thirty-three. <laughs> he's thirty-three. Okay, let me try he's to find. As as, he's. <laughs> let me try. I'm trying to find some. I'm on the fly trying to find some comps of who. Is similar from just okay. There's not a ton. Their comp, their comp was uh, Kelly Yarncrow. Yarncrow last year. The boy, boy. The boy, boy cow <laughs> last year. <laughs> Come on, but why the is thing is, is, is yeah, but didn't Yarncrow make like three and a half or something? Why is our website not working? No. <laughs> Well, Why did this not go on? Sorry. That what was, do you mean? Was, I just pulled it last up. Last year was... he made. Last year Yarncrow was getting paid two million. And I wouldn't say that the second and third that he went for, which is how they came to their price, was a good price. Like I think that's definitely an overpay for Yarncroke. But yeah. the fact that he gets paid two million there w- was a big deal. Yeah, no, like, exactly. The Kraken the Kraken did well there. Yeah. With that trade. But okay. also, like, there's a difference between that and then you have to retain half and then have another team come in and retain half mm-hmm. to be able to get down to a place where you could s- Fit him. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Here we go. All right, the comps are X. We have X car comps. These are just really quick and dirty. Uh, they actually funny enough. So James Van Riemsdyk has uh, over the past three years five point five expected spar X spar. Um, the next closest with the same age range is uh, Evgeny Dadanov, which is funny because he was traded. Uh, but who did he go for? Who did he go for? I don't even know. A reclamation uh, project in Garyanov. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like then the other we have Logan Couture, uh, Connor Sheary, um, Ryan Johansson. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody. Like I mean, yeah, JVR is a, a solid player. <laughs> but it's he, just that the thing, is, again, oh, the he, thing is that he makes seven million, which yes. completely drives down. And it's funny. I mean, I don't know. And and. <clears throat> I think in general we could talk more about the Pennsylvania teams because the fly, the the Penguins also had a pretty uh, disastrous um, yeah. trade deadline, right? Like I think Pennsylvania is struggling right now yeah. in terms of their but team. Should we take know, a break and, and come? We back? probably should. I was going to just say that I I I felt kind of bad um, about like people were shitting all over Fletcher because there was that quote. Did you see about how he said that he has a an, he uses an app that's that to determine fair market value? Did you see? I that? did see that. that was yeah, that was pretty. And funny. Every, it's like okay, okay. 
let's hold on here, right? Like they they have a team they have a team app. Like they they have a, they have data people that make an app for their GM to use. Or maybe use. he's talking about he uses evolvinghockey.com. Evolvinghockey.com on Who his knows? phone. You know? It's a browser app, right? Like yeah. that's the same thing. But if but, it's an internal app, that's like yeah. his data team tell, like showing him I saw people getting like making jokes about that and it's like you know what he means. He has a uh, uh, some internal system or website. But like let's honestly like he, you know, if you've been paying attention, Chuck Fletcher signed Nick Delorier for like over a million dollars for four years, right? Yeah, yes. Like he traded for Ristolainen. That was a right? harbinger of what was to come. Yeah. You know, in his tenure with and the again, Flyers. We've talked about this. I back with the Wild. Like Fletcher brought in, you know, AC Thomas and Alexander Mandricki, and like he had the kind of that his stats and data stuff. Like that was a driving force for a lot of the stuff that he did, at least for a small period of time, right? And then, uh, so it's really weird. I don't know. And, and again, we talked about the Flyers like this. Maybe we could talk about it more. Um, I still think that it's not all Fletcher. I think it's ownership. I think there's more involved there. Oh, it's yeah, a lot of then. I would assume most of it's ownership. But a lot. Everyone's just going absolutely after Fletcher here. When I don't really. Well, hear, the Delorier deal is so clearly. Oh yeah. Ownership. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like. He's probably been like, we got to, you know, get picks or there's some directive that is more in play here than I think people are getting. Or to, like, bring back, you know, the old... Yeah. Uh, uh, and also getting, boys. you know, getting Ristolainen, right? Like, that's yeah. clearly not... Like, that's ownership, too. Like, they want yeah, they that kind of player, right? that, though, didn't they? You know, anyway, let's take a break here and we'll continue to talk about the disaster that was Pennsylvania uh, <laughs> at the deadline. <laughs> um, okay. All right, take before a we talk about the downfall of Pennsylvania, let's hear a word from our sponsor. <laughs> The Evolving Hockey Podcast is brought to you by EvolvingHockey.com, your home for advanced NHL statistics on the web. When you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL Goals Above Replacement, Regularized Adjusted Plus Minus, Skater Contract Projections, Visualizations, Charts, and much more. Visit Evolving-Hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber. Thank you so much for that lovely message from our sponsor. Um, I guess are, are we going to continue on the downfall of the state of Pennsylvania? Yeah, we or... should. Sorry, I'm still laughing. We we should maybe. I'm going to have to get through this because Sean just <laughs> mentioned. Uh, I don't want to get. We won't get into too much. There was some drama around uh, a, a specific beat writer for the Sabers that and certain actions. Well, everybody that, knows who yeah, it is. Mike Harrington, who um, in a video. Like shoot a girl away from seeing. I, who was it, Sean? Did you say? I missed it actually. I Rasmus or Stalin? Oh yeah. Ristolainen. Oh, are you talking about the writer? No, 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 no. Well, the, the player. Character. But the, yeah, the uh, Rasmus or Stalin. Which I mean, actually, shout out to him, low key. Like, good job. Uh, <laughs> Ristolainen? No, no. For whatever. So anyway, okay. there it's a video Sorry. that was I had I, I think no context and... uh well and, and it still is not a very good look but it was this little girl who was clearly going to go meet Ristolainen and then Mike Harrington turns around and just shoes her away and says no like no 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 <laughs> and go away and <laughs> um he just had an apology saying that he there was a lot of bad there was a lot of bad language being used uh, after a disappointing loss from the Sabres or, or from the wait Sabres wait no. no this was an old video from 2019 right Yeah Anyway, yes. Sorry, it, it, it was just yeah, funny. We it, were, and then we were talking about the Michael Jordan "fuck them kids" meme, which uh, uh, is one of my favorites. It's a classic, um, which is a in reference to a video of him at a summer camp shooting with kids trying to distract him. That was where the origin of, of it was. So I needed to. Sean sprung that on us before we started, and I was still laughing about that when the uh, when the episode when the second part started. So now we can get back to you know the, we can't keep I can't keep you know with, with social media you just you, sometimes you gotta. Just not look at stuff. That's how I have to. I have to deal deal with it. I can't just be terminally online. Yeah, we took a little. Know. Well, not really. I mean, we were all online all week last week. Yeah, you know, I broke the. Uh, I broke the Luke Shen deal. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> um, well, not not as as good as Shayna. Shout out to Shayna. Yeah, Shayna just absolutely killed it. Yeah. I mean, the true the real winner of the tra NHL trade down this year was Shayna. Clearly, was Shayna. Um, I don't think there was a you know yeah a uh, bunch of bunch of breaks bunch of uh, trades that she had first um, yeah so we were uh, somewhat slightly offline which is why I missed the uh, the the Harrington um, stuff but now we're back to 
the downfall of Pennsylvania. Yes. Uh, which is funny to say after the uh, um, the Eagles were just in the Super Bowl, right? So yeah. it's, is there it's a not... town really called Wharton Furnace, Pennsylvania? I mean, Wharton Furnace, W H R T. I think I just found it. There's like apparently there's mountains in Pennsylvania too. Pennsylvania like is is one of those states that as a kid I just never really quite knew what it was. <laughs> I didn't really quite know like where it was or like what was going on in Pennsylvania. I guess a lot of the east the, the northeast. This in is general. like us as like middle of the United States kids like we knew where everything around us was and then you get to the east coast, specifically New England and like what the uh What's what I heard this in a weather term. What the I ninety five corridor is that? What they call it? That's a thing, right, Sean? That's from like yeah. Washington, Baltimore, Philly, New York. Um, is that I ninety five? Yeah, the I ninety five corridor. That's like <laughs> so much of the weather. If you ever watch like weather, I don't know. It, you probably don't. I was just like, you guys have had like. I mean, no... ninety five doesn't go through Philadelphia. Okay. Oh you, but... well, it goes around Philadelphia. No, it... well, it's just only in New Jersey. Well, okay, look. What do you mean? No, <laughs> it's on the other side of the river. Ninety-five. Well, it goes from Maine to Florida, but like it doesn't cross the river. Like, yeah, it's on the west side. Crosses the river. It's on the west and side of the Delaware River, going. Look, at, it goes past Wilmington, and then it goes like through Philadelphia. Also, like, I, I it does think not that... go through Philadelphia, dude. What do you mean? I'm oh, looking yeah, at Google Maps right now. <laughs> look, at, it crosses. Where does it cross back over? Why is it called the I? What, what's so important about the I now? There's like some some crazy number of people live in that section of oh, the I country. See. So the weather people are always talking about the I ninety five. Oh, corridor. I see. It basically goes along what like the kind of the inlets of the ocean and whatnot. Yeah, kind of more through yeah Baltimore, Wilmington, that. Philadelphia, New York. Yeah, it goes up to New Haven. Oh, it's just it's just DC to Go, New York. And it goes all the way up to Boston. But, but you you end up take you gotta take the New Jersey Turnpike if you're gonna keep going south. I forgot about the that whole. The whole thing, because I've never traveled 95 through Pennsylvania. I, just yeah, I mean, I haven't either. I take the Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> I, you, like, I, you can find the Jersey Turnpike, and then you like reconnect um, in uh, in Delaware. Because yeah, have you ever driven all the way down to to DC from Boston? Oh, yeah. I've driven down to Florida from Massachusetts. Really? That ha- that's like 20... well, not myself, but like my family. That's got to be like a 24-hour drive, isn't it? Yeah. That's a long drive. Let's see. What does Google say right now? How long How long <laughs> if I drive to, let's see, Tampa? Why not go to Tampa Bay? Tampa. I have t- to admit, though, regarding Pennsylvania, that I think it took me until I went to college until to realize that Pittsburgh <laughs> was on the western p- side of Pennsylvania. That can't be true. <laughs> There's no see, way. For me, I consider like Pennsylvania that's west of like... Yeah, it's like two states. Philadelphia, like the Midwest. Yeah, that's not right, but it is. I mean, like Pittsburgh is more. Well, so then, if you're talking it's about absolutely the, right, the Midwest, <laughs> like if you're gonna consider Western Pennsylvania the Midwest, then like Minnesota and Wisconsin should not be in the Midwest. They should be the Northern U.S. with like the Dakotas, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, and the upper. I Peninsula. think that's. I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And I'm fine yeah. with that too. I honestly, I feel like. I mean, I could see Minneapolis, St. Paul sharing kind of with some of like the industrial towns of you know like Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago, Milwaukee. They're all, you know, there's big trade routes and and mining and whatever and you know Minneapolis, St. Paul is the the like a huge capital for for grain and um you know flour and stuff on the Mississippi. Iron ore too. Iron ore from Duluth, we've talked about that. But Iron anyway, range. I'm just saying that if you're going to consider the Midwest, which is a stupid name anyway, <laughs> um to have Western Pennsylvania, like, well, then, like, that's like the whole middle of the country is just one region like that. I don't know. Did it you know that Philadelphia was the gathering place for the nation's uh, founding fathers? Yes. <laughs> it was going to be this. It was going to be the nation's capital. It was. Yeah. Right? I, I'm I'm reading about the history of Philadelphia or Pennsylvania right now, so we can tear yeah, it down. Haven't you seen National <laughs> Treasure? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen National Te- Treasure, Sean? No. Uh yeah, I think yeah. So, I was going to say, if there's any movie that I've ever asked you about that you have you seen, I would guess National Treasure would be the one that you've probably seen. 
Which is a horrible movie, but so no, much fun. It's not a horror. Okay, yeah, it is not. It's a dumb movie. That's a lot. Oh, it's of a fun. very dumb movie, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's nothing like. Uh, should we do uh, anyway? Okay, sorry, we're we're way off. We haven't had a good little geography geography tangent in a yeah, while for a long time. Um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, I derailed everything talking uh, about no, the I ninety five so corridor. We already talked about Fletcher. The other one was I I saw there was a. Um, Several, I saw several things floating around about how uh, Hextall uh, and the Penguins were the wor- like the worst at the deadline. Um, which I seems like it was just specifically because they went out and got Mikhail Granlin and that was it, and they didn't do anything. They traded else. for Granlin. I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's having a really bad he season. Um, and he's got. I think that Granlin like he's still got another year left too. Yeah, yeah like, like five million dollars. Yeah, and that was like all Man, they did. Granlin was really he was decent with the well, like Benino, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, um, and I think for a uh, potentially bubble team, I think that the market of, of Pittsburgh is uh, not particularly happy with Hextall's deadline, considering that the East is was all you know gearing up for war more or less for the playoffs coming up, and yeah, um, they went on got Granlin, who's been like I don't know, I haven't watched a lot of the Predators or Granlin in a while. Um, I used to he used to be great for the Wild, but it sounds like he's lost a step. He was a really fun player to watch. Um, Back back in his what mid twenties with the Wild, um, but yeah, I don't know. We for some reason haven't watched a lot of Predators games. They just haven't like been on when I've been like looking at stuff. I'm just just gonna check his his career chart here on EvolvingHockey.com under the charts. They have an average age right now over thirty, yeah. which is frighteningly old. Yeah, he is thirty it's, again now. for a bubble team. And it's it's also weird to me how there's no narrative that older players would fare worse in playoffs given that their bodies should just deteriorate like worse. Like Yeah. There's kinda of like playoff experience narrative, right? But like at a certain point aren't you like old and your body's gonna deteriorate or like I don't know. Think of some psychopath twenty two year old that just doesn't feel pain yet. <laughs> Right, like you they know what I'm saying. Like, tree. they still can fall out of a tree and not take break a any... Brady Kachuk in the playoffs when the Senators make the playoffs in a bit here. You know, Brady Kachuk is just you can cut off his finger, and I just don't think he'll notice. Right? <laughs> well, that's specifically Brady Kachuk. Okay, but I but get your name point a, though. Name a young player, right? Like they're just more they're any more young durable, player. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, not any young player. But yeah, I mean, well, it's basically like me in high school when I'd go skiing and I could go off jumps and I could fall and it, it didn't hurt. I didn't think anything of it. And now that I'm 33, I dare not go off anything that's more than, you know, because if I fall, that shit's going to hurt the next day. Right? <laughs> like, I Wait, think that which one of you got concussed? Was it that you, was Josh? me? That was me. Yeah, 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 yeah. that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, yeah, I got concussed. I fell. <laughs> yeah, you are fell you, down our stairs. Are you, are you it's like, it's like the introduction to, to being old, I think. Like Yeah, well, yes. I mean <laughs> Josh took he, I will say he did take a tumble. It hurt like shit. It was it really was not fun. It sure it did. I mean, yeah, like it yes. So like in hindsight it's funny, but at the time yeah. it was like No, well in the time I was like, Well shit. Like it, it was like one in the morning. I was like, Oh god damn I was taking the garbage out or something and lunchtime for you. Yeah, yeah, yes, lunchtime at one in the morning. Um yeah, I got concussed. Isn't it? It's funny. Let's all have a laugh. <laughs> Let's all have a laugh about Josh falling. I never, the I never got to the diner in Seattle. To that diner, I never got. I never got to that where the you me- guys were eating Mecca Cafe. C-Hack. Yeah, Mecca Cafe. I was going to. Yeah, whatever it was. I was going to uh, to try to go there, and I ended up just staying in Fremont. Um, about like one night. Uh, well, we ended up going to Renton on one night, and whatever. And then didn't end up going back there. But I did hear people on the uh, the monorail back from Pike's place that were staying at the Mediterranean Inn. Mediterranean. Yeah, that's where we yes. stayed. Yeah, it yes. was a fine hotel. It was totally fine. It was fine. totally fine. It I, was like I considering did not it li- take their number to find out how their experience was. Consi- considering it was literally like one. It took us like three minutes to walk to the arena. It was a block away from the arena. And also, I'm pretty sure that we may have been the only people staying in that hotel. <laughs> it was surprising to me because I thought with the conference going on, like, I don't know, all I did was just Google Climate Pledge Arena and then Directions Hotel, and the Mediterranean was the first one that came up. And I was like, that was where we yeah, stayed. Yeah, bam. It's like, you know, rant, spin the globe, stick your finger on a map yeah. for whatever. Okay, it doesn't matter. But anyway, what, what was I... To bring this back... 
We were talking about s- young players, and Sean called yes, me old, and I, will and I got say a concussion. <laughs> that Mikhail Granlin has has provided one of my favorite hockey memories, which is Minnesota Wild versus the Colorado Avalanche, 2014 playoffs, I believe. First round, game three. While they're down two, they lost the two first two games in Colorado. Game three overtime winner, Mikhail Granlund. Uh, one of my favorite goals I watched like in person. As and this is like back in my hardcore hockey hockey back when band you up. used to attend actual games. No, I never really went to that many games. I as pe- I don't know if people know this, but we did not grow. You know, I mean, we said this. We did not grow up hockey fans. Like we got into hockey after college, which I. Pretty much my whole experience was what like, I mean, hockey games are expensive to go to. It's they not are. like with baseball, like I, you could just, we used to be able to go for like general admission. Well, you could for, still mean, go like, I mean, unless it's like the, tw- the twins haven't really been, you know, it's, it, it's whatever, but you can go to target field on like, you know, like, and you can pay 30 bucks for a ticket, like kind of last minute and just walk around the, the concourse and. You know, and it's not, you know, you go to a wild game and it's at least pretty much $100 to get a seat there. Um, you know, and well, I would guess- say, I mean, it depends if it's like they price it based on the, you know, opponent, but it's a lot. Of, it's also kind of like it's a pain to get there from where we are. Con- well, it's I can't. Okay. I mean, it's all not a considered, pain. I, for, considering Sean drives two hours to yeah. Boston. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is not a pain. But I will say that um, I found that I enjoy, I very much am happy watching games in my living room (laughs) i'll put it like that that's how i got into hockey and i really like watching games in the comfort of my own home uh so it's not i don't know why it's just like i really do enjoy going to games um i just also um (laughs) wait grandland has two more years left after this at what six five million five okay well he's been really why did they trade for grandland (laughs) do you also see loki the predators like Hill the deadline too. Yeah, you see they got Rasmus Asplund. Yeah, no, I oh. tweeted. I was like, you can't, you can't trade Asplund. That's our guy. I I totally missed that until tonight. Although I it's missed very that funny too. That he just fell back to like a replacement level player. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> it was like a one hit wonder. They should have just given him the Southie last year just for like <laughs> just, just for fun. Uh-huh's, you know, I like, mean, who who knew? That's weird. I that was a weird one. <coughs> it was. It was out. From, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, literally out in the middle of nowhere. I apologize like, if people have heard us coughing. We're getting over a cold that we've had. Been uh, which it's a been nasty annoying. one too. It's been annoying. It's been like two weeks of kind of anyway. Doesn't he, matter. He has not taken a penalty this year. Yeah, Asplund. About Lady Bing. Lady okay. Bing. Yeah. Uh, let me let me dive into some Rasmus Asplund. He's content. been slightly below replacement level. He has not been the Sabres' worst player this year. Um, like also. I'm, I'm was... fascinated by him. I'm fascinated. He the year before, like the COVID season, where he played like basically half the season. Obviously, it was a shortened season, so 28 games. He had a 20.6 percent shooting percentage, so his X bar was like wicked high because <laughs> of the of the shooting, and his like defense like was like blah. And then he went and had an amazing defensive year last year, while his offense sucked. And then like now he's back to replacement. Like I'm, I'm just fascinated. I don't. He's know. a bit like you know, uh, there's. We I've said this before. Sometimes like players are just weird. You know what I mean? Like sometimes players just like Quinn Hughes. Josh tweeted the Quinn Hughes like a Quinn Hughes chart yeah. where it's literally up down, yes. up down. And down. I think Gostas Bear is like that thing. too. Uh, so maybe the Predators have seen this trend and they're banking on it going back up next year. Speaking of a, a player that bounces around a lot, I was just seeing Jeff Skinner's having a pretty good year. But he is like, oh yeah, Jeff Skinner's another one that's like, he's another Jeff Skinner's one. bringing the quality with the uh, between the stalls or whatever the whatever that segment is called. Do you see the the video that he did with Alex Tuck? Uh, no, I didn't actually. Oh, you have to watch it. I think it's called Between the Stalls, <laughs> and he produces he produces or directs and writes the show and whatever, and it's comedy and it's. He's worth the money because of how funny it is. It truly is some of the funniest hockey content that has ever been created. How have I not seen this? Because, you know, we have – I this this is one of our I tweets that, that gets retweeted randomly every now and then is the – have you seen Jeff Skinner figure skating and hockey skates? Have you seen that video? Yeah. Yeah, which I posted because I think about it a lot because Jeff Skinner, like, actually looks great 
like yeah. just doing what is the is an a- axle double what's the i don't know the it's, figure skating. is it an axle yeah he does just like a 360 on the ice and he looks like glorious doing it yeah and it's like people were you know and and what jeff what can't jeff skinner do although yeah. it seems like almost all of his value depends on whether or not he's shooting well because his it's it's up down up down and it's like really good like positive shooting value and then the next season really negative shooting value so it's a lot of variability uh um, or variants, I should say, in terms of Jeff Skinner's uh, value. It doesn't seem like he's he adds from the other areas other than just whether or not he's scoring. Well, he he clearly adds off the ice with his comedic between the balls. <laughs> I thought you were making like a it's a pun on like I had I had no. to think for a minute that it was like Jordan Stahl and Eric Stahl and, and Jeff Skinner, and so Skinner is between the stalls. Get it? <laughs> That's what immediately went saying. in my head. <laughs> no, that, means that I was content, like, but. Though. The Eric Stahl plays to the Panthers. And George Stahl plays with the Hurricanes. How does that? It doesn't matter. That was where my. Well, didn't you know, he play with them in Carolina? Yeah, we played with they Jordan might have Stahl. Been on the same. Well, I don't know. I think Eric, they just did it one too, didn't they? When they were there, was Eric Stahl still on the Hurricanes when Skinner was coming? I think he probably was. No, I don't think so. I think that Skinner's been on Buffalo for like five or six years now, right? No, it hasn't been that long. I think it has. No, it can't. No, I just it hasn't. No, I think they. Oh, tried. between two stalls. Yeah, this is this is Skinner's fifth season with the Sabers. Is he, it he, really? Yeah, his last season with Carolina really? was seventeen eighteen. What? He was only traded for a second round pick in what Cliff Poo? I don't is know. Ex- excuse I don't. you. But on the contract, <laughs> is that a player? Speaking of speaking of brothers, <laughs> yeah. the Richies got traded. Right? I, that was great. for each other. Yeah, for, for yeah, other. yeah. Which is the first brother trade in NHL history, I believe. The Brothers War. There's really? a Magic the Gathering yeah, reference that sh- no one is going to get. No. Really. But, um, we probably have a few listeners who play Magic. Can you imagine if you get traded for your brother? Like, what do you what do you think that that would, like... Well, it, it probably makes you... Well, it depends. Are they, How old are... How, what's the age difference there? I don't know. I didn't really look into it. I just, like, kind of giggled at it. Because uh, it was Nick and Brett, right? Yeah. Let's see. I think it's a few years. Nick Ritchie is Brett. 27. And Brett was born in '93. And Brett is 29. So two years. Yeah, two year difference. Uh, yeah. I don't know why this just popped into my head. The uh, how different Marcus and Nick Felino look. I don't know. I've probably <laughs> mentioned that before. <laughs> Have you ever thought about how different they look? It's just really kind of funny to me. They look really different, but also in the same way. Like they look kind of similar. I I've sometimes yeah. think you know. Um, but speaking I, of Minnesota, that's another team that did some stuff that we haven't yes. talked about at the trade deadline. They traded away like Greenway. They traded away Jordan Greenway. Yeah, they traded Greenway and the Savers. They got Johansson from. Is it Joe? Han- I always. It, yo, Joe Johansson. Apparently, he changes it. It's JoJo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I've always done Johansson. Okay. Yeah. And I can't remember. He was on the Wild for a season like three years ago or something. I should just bookmark the pronunciation guide. It just comes <laughs> up with the 21 22 pronunciation guide. I mean, the players I, don't change. But apparently, just... he changes it. Yeah. Anyway, so just call him Jojo. Yeah, That's jo- his name. <laughs> Marjo. Marcus. Jo- uh, no, no, no. Marge. Jojo. Not Mojo. Marcus. Jojo. Jojo. Johansson uh, came to the Wild, and then they also acquired Klingberg from the Ducks, which uh, was another. I think the last like big name that kind of was Here, out there. Here's what it says: the 21-22 NHL pronunciation guide. Marcus Johansson. 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 But then the announcers were saying Joe. Joe. So if, well, Joe Sean Hansen. just said because that he changed it. They don't know what it. they're doing. Well, it used to be Granlin did the same thing. <laughs> I'm, Granlin did the same. I think it was it's technically Gronlin. Yeah. But oh, and the, then the Wild also got Sunquist too, which is a little yes. weird. I mean, he's not particularly great, but Just a, getting a bunch of middling players. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to, it'll be interesting with Klingberg um, on the Wild now. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily mind the Klingberg addition. I just think the Wild are a weird team because it's like, well, what are they doing? Doing <laughs> like what's their long term plan? I mean, they like, have clearly to- the team. The team this year. Is clean. It's it's Kaprizov, Spurgeon, and then maybe more than anyone, Gustafson has been phenomenal this yeah, year. Yeah, I don't think I've heard anybody really talking about and, Gustafson and Boldy, outside of you know, the Minnesota market. Boldy and Eriksson are, are 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 have been very you know they're they're good and they have some good pieces and Zuccarello has been good, but like I don't really know what the plan is in like two or three years. Um, but I also like well, I hope guess, Marco Rossi kind of yeah, but yeah that I mean yes. And then they have Wallstead coming up, although Gustafson might just be the number one for the time being, right? Anyway, I thought the Wild, it was interesting. I kind of, um, in one game, scouting Klingberg and, and Johansson, the team looked great. They're going to go all the way. <laughs> but a lot of I it is... I can't believe 
that I would like for you guys. This is a challenge for like next episode is to actually take notes and create a scouting report for a player. Yeah. Well, so months ago, yeah, months ago, I asked. I said, if anybody has like a like a stock scouting sheet or whatever, right? Like, I would love to see what that looks like, and I will take notes and I'll do my own scouting, right? Because I've been watching hockey pretty intently for a long time now. So I got I at least have an eye for something. I right? got eyes. I got eyes. I got a couple eyes. I watch the game. Yeah. I can take notes. Yeah. I take Normally, notes. Normally, but my I, I think we've talked about this before. My normally I'm well, I don't really do this so much anymore, but like a lot of the time I when I'm watching, I'm looking at like trying to I, I, like visualize what the XG values of shots would be based on like our models when I'm yeah. watching the game. It's the most sickening thing I've ever <laughs> I'm like, like, oh yeah, that shot's a .05462. Yeah. Well, sometimes Luke and I watch and like, I'll be like, that's probably like a .2. Like, yeah. I bet that's a .2 or whatever. Oh, that's a quality chance? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like, it's one it's a scoring that, chance. Or I'll see, I, I'll I see try to do it yeah. based on like what the announcer's reaction is. So if the announcer like didn't say, get agitated, like, right? Like you all, everybody's heard this where like an announcer gets really excited from a huge slap shot from the point, right? Which like the announcer, or where like, the goalie makes some big, or there's you know, a big sweeping windmill save by the goalie and the announcers get all, you know, excited. <laughs> and it's like, that was like a 50 foot shot from a defenseman <laughs> that it's like, there was no screen. So it's like, and I also, in my mind, I'm trying to like lock away ideas for if we ever get like full, complete passing data in the NHL. Yeah. So that I can have ideas about like things we would try when we're modeling. Like that's, I don't, you know, I don't watch the game like a scout would where I'm looking at size and skating ability. I think it it would be fun. I would would be fun. It would be hilarious. You guys just raw dogged it and just (laughs) wrote down a scouting report as you saw it. Just made up your own scouting report. Like you guys are scouts now. And you scouted like who are the Minnesota Wild playing this week? Uh I don't know. I don't know the schedule this week. This would be a funny we're creating this. We're creating this for you. Sean, okay, for next episode, you draw up like a what you wanna you are our boss. You freewheel it. Like this is we want to see your idea. Like you're, but like they they play the Flames tomorrow night, right? That's a big like, game scout, for the Flames. <laughs> scout their new coming Nick Ritchie, their newcomer. Do you want to scout the Flames or the Wild? The Flames. Scout the Flames. The Flames. Yeah. Scout okay. Nick Ritchie. Okay, I'll I feel try. Like I'm embarrass myself. I feel like though it's kind of hard. Like I could, I guess I could do it on on. I feel like to scout properly, you kind of want to be in the arena, right? Isn't that like the reason why they send scouts to arenas? You could do, you could do video. Okay, I think I the could. ideal process is is you watch it live. You have your notes there, and then you go back and you just rewatch the, the game. shifts on video. Yeah, uh, that's true. And finish your reports. Do they way. have like? Do they do the teams? I'm sure that they they get all of the camera feeds. So like, if they want to look at how players are changing. Like, can they go and actually look at what their line changes are looking like through an entire game, or does any? Do you know that? Do you think teams like specifically work with players who are bad at getting over the bench, <laughs> like getting over the boards? You think that's something that like they ever at at what point? I'm you know, sure hockey that players... is that in the hockey staying, staying part. Are you talking about that and like the efficiency? Efficiency. Of getting over the physical board. Getting over the physical board. At what point this is like a player have to get talked to? Like this is your line changes. So (laughs) So I don't think I don't think like that is (laughs) worth studying. I think what's really worth studying is like the pregame DJ and the vibes that they bring to the room. This has nothing to do with what I was talking about. I'm not sure if you saw like Kyber Shaw was was posting. I did see this. Um, were were they in St. Louis? It was Vince Dunn. They were in St. Louis, so they let so they let him beat the the DJ, and you know he had the the boys all ready to go. Like the, <laughs> they're listening to "Lose Yourself" on max volume. Like I think that's a that's a certain value that a player can bring to the game. I think Jordan Eberle has really shined in Seattle, bringing big booty mix to the locker room. You know, I um, would just do like a. It would be a mix of like Journey and like. <laughs> Like no, I'm just kidding. Like, see, Boston. this is why you guys would end up in the AHL. <laughs> like, look, if you, if I think you Matt Dumba was had this in the wild too. He was bringing the yeah, vibes. Yeah, Matt Dumba was the was like the pre uh, the the what the warm up 
I think so. Skate, uh, DJ. No, you have something to it. I'm. This is different than what I'm talking about, though, Sean. Is I'm specifically talking about in a hockey player's life, they would need to learn the skill. Yeah, of but being I, Josh, able to I'm jump just, over the board. I'm just telling you that you're <laughs> revealing how little we have actually played hockey. Here. Yeah, I, I don't. Because like, not trying. I was never I'm, trying to. to I've to, gone. To, we've to, skated a lot, decent amount, right? I'm but I've never. I've never had to jump over boards because I've never been in an organized hockey. I bet game. I could. I bet I could win a race against Sean. <laughs> On in on hockey in hockey skates, you think I'm Ooh. better? I think what direction are we turning? Left. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. My right crossovers are filthy. I I don't know. That's the only way I can turn, and, <laughs> I, and I can kind of turn. I, right. I am dominant <laughs> to right over left crossovers. Yeah, that me too. Yeah, it's an issue. Is that a, is but that tied to, you, to so. is that tied to hand? Like probably because your right foot would lead. I think it's just tied to me not being a good skater. Yeah, yeah. I'm terrible. Can you? I, but yeah, I'm watch pretty it. quick. That was the problem when I first skated. Like it was like the second or third time we went out, and I was like, "Oh, we could probably play a pickup game," you know, like pond hockey outside. And I accidentally checked some old guy because I couldn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was pretty funny. He was yeah. pretty mad at you. Yeah, he was not happy. Yeah, and I felt really been, bad. We shouldn't have been anywhere near. I was that like, I got to work game. on my skating because. But now I can. I can stop. <laughs> I can side skate backwards. I can I can do crossovers kind of both sides, but it's the, I can do it. it. I'm, I'm I'm I love you know going left. I've been trying to work on my my uh, left over right crossovers, but yeah yeah. My, one it was really funny one time we I, maybe I've told this story on here that we were we were out playing like just you know on a rink a local rink or close to us outside. And then this clearly this like high school kid like a, he had a jersey on. I think he was in Minneapolis play like he had like the Minneapolis hockey jersey on and he just started like he was like came in and was kind of skating or whatever and just wanted to whatever and then he just started doing backwards crossovers and I was like yep we're gonna leave we're gonna <laughs> yeah we're good we're good well, no now. we played a little bit and he like was like all of a sudden just like zooming in and out of every it's yeah. like those videos you see where they like I think there was one of Ryan Carter where they made him look like he was older and then he went to some like beer league game or like pickup game and just like acted like he didn't know what he's doing and then like five minutes in he just turned on like he was an actual NHLer and it was I mean I think that's one thing I I I, often, I don't forget anymore but I used to is that like even the worst NHL player is miles better than anyone else that you've ever seen skate yeah like <laughs> that you know like they among you know anyway. Um, non hockey players, like yeah. if you're not talking about like you know top level college players or high yeah. school, even top high school. But players. sorry, anyway, we we, uh, we got completely derailed. Did we here. fully cover the league? Did we cover all the happenings and goings ons? Yeah, going we'll have ons? to. We're gonna have to monitor the Flames because they have been. Uh, they have. They've been such a Daryl Sutter team this year. I think. Let's do that like, though, Sean. I will remind me before the game if you can, and I will try to scout a player. Yeah, for the Flames. I'll get one, Luke gets another. We don't hand, talk about hand, it. Do, do I would these? like to see if, if you just went, like, there's no sheet, no predetermined sheet, if you're going to do, like, a scouting report. Uh, you yeah. have to turn it in, like, <laughs> by the next night. So, like, Wednesday night. Okay, you have that much time. What yeah. your scouting report, what your... Um, product looks like i think it would be super interesting i think so it'd be funny so when do the so, games get the replays get on espn is it like two days oh yeah you're blacked out Oof. yeah so, so go back to shit i can't really watch i could do it with another game that's espn plus so i could do some other random game it doesn't need to be they will pick plus. another game on a non-wild night yeah and uh, maybe a bruins game well, nobody's gonna be yeah, trying I don't know now. If, I don't know if, if the Wild don't play on Thursday night. Maybe, maybe Bruins Oilers, and I could do one with you. Yeah. Anyway, you pick one because I don't entirely know what the best way to do it. And then you I would like play- to. I was gonna say would be fun is watch it live, and I focus on a player, and Luke focuses on another player. We don't talk about it, so we we are individually scouting different players. Um, or we could scout the same player. Actually, that'd be pretty funny. No, I was. Luke, I, I think the same player would Luke, be good. I think if all three of us did the same player at once, so maybe we won't do a Bruins one. I'll figure this all out. Yeah, if we won't do a Bruins <laughs> one. All three of us will have our scouting reports, and we'll come to the next podcast on it. And I, I think, think this yeah. would be very interesting. I think what we should try to do is watch it live, and and then go back and watch the game again, like a scout would, and see and replay, you know, stuff. I don't know if that would be right, helpful. Go back to the shifts. Yeah, I think this would be great. We could post these on the site too. This, we could. This is phenomenal content. <laughs> I hope everybody's. We'll tweet out which which ones we, uh, which player and which game um, we pick. And, uh, this might we'll really backfire on us. I think this would be a great. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I think this it's would be a great re- idea. Well, here's the thing: this will <laughs> give us appreciation for the actual scouts. I don't actually oh, yeah. like want to like talk about <laughs> what I'm thinking about like with this, like, but I feel like what I am gonna value or think is valuable is gonna be completely different than what like an NHL coach would. It doesn't want. matter. The point of okay. this is we're all that's three the, of us. That's not the point, though. The point yeah. is like you have your own background, you have your own way of thinking about the game, yeah. and it's just very interesting to how you would come to your scouting report. Yeah, yeah, that would be funny. All right, all well, right. We're gonna do this. Sean's gonna line this up. I, I don't. We maybe will be ready by the next episode, and it'd be funny to run through our notes uh, about a player in one game. By the way, it's too. gonna be hard for me to not be like, sarc- like, like ironic, like, sarc- not, not ironic, but like, you know, trying to. Because I've been, jo- we've been uh, joking about scouting people on uh, Twitter for a, like a while. Big body, yeah, gets in the, uh, works in the corners. Uh, you know, isn't get, afraid to get into the dirty areas. You yeah, know, to there get you go, dirty, to yeah. get really <laughs> high battle level. Great hands, yeah. Uh, just got that, you know, the grit. He's like uh, high IQ, uh, hockey it's, IQ. Well, it's like eating gravel. <laughs> <laughs> You just make that up right now. That's a good know. one. <laughs> Something <laughs> Something about sandpaper, right? Sandpaper. That's it. I don't know. I I thought I've heard sandpaper. What's another one? Um, I don't know. Okay, we need to be okay, done. Yeah. I think that we're we're close to the end of this one. Yeah. Yes, we are. So okay. Thank you all for listening. The first half was good hockey talk. The second half, I think we got completely derailed. <laughs> yeah. I know some of you really do enjoy those pieces and some people um, don't <laughs> some people don't but you, you know, can't you please know, everyone about geography yeah um, that's the, the you haven't done in a while you know mitch hedberg right sean doesn't know mitch hedberg i don't think the comedian he said you can't no. please everyone all the time and last night all those people were at my show that's what <laughs> it's a joke classic you know classic anyway well jake drake <laughs> said that he doesn't um chase unanimous love anymore so i think i'm living by that one yeah but well yeah all right, yeah, we're leaving to, you, our dear Tariq. reader. We are leaving you with yeah. two inspirational quotes. To, yeah. uh, yes, and yeah. hopefully the excitement of our um, scouting mission for next week. Yes, yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, we will. Yeah, um, yeah, it'll be fun. We'll 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 follow up about it. We might. It might just. It'd be funny to scan our like our reports too and have them up on the site. So we should put can, them up on the site. Yes, yeah, so people can. And I want to write good. it because my handwriting is god awful i have the worst handwriting in the okay, world you're gonna have to type it up too but yeah we'll um, see all right you don't have we'll the see. worst handwriting in the world yeah thank you for listening to another evolving hockey podcast and we'll be back next week take it easy sean yeah thanks sean